What's up, everybody? I'm Zach, and I'm Clayton, and this is another episode of Branched Out. This is our fourth episode. Uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, today we got some pretty interesting topics for you, and to start it off, we're gonna do it like we usually do. We're gonna drink some alcohol. What are we drinking today, Clayton? Uh, so this is a rare breed wild turkey, Kentucky straight bourbon. Cool. So we're gonna try out a bourbon today. We're probably gonna die, bourbon. but bourbon's so good though. Oh, I love the water mixture on how much that was. I knew Clayton was a uh, a whiskey drinker, so figured, fuck it. Is this a Coors Light, which would have been a weird... Everybody knows what Coors Light tastes like. Yep, true. So, yeah. <clears throat> strong. Too right. strong. Cheers, brother. Oh, we're cheersing. Okay. Dude, everybody, people are, like, making fun of me at work because... Uh, so when you have a fire, right, you have to talk into, the, into a headset to do the drills. Yeah. And we were doing a drill, right? And this guy, he walks up to the radio. <laughs> and he puts the mouthpiece up and he goes, hey, welcome to Branched Out. <laughs> Clayton and Dave and Zach. I was like, no. Ah, that's that's fucking funny. I love that. Hey, funny. the news is spreading. <laughs> we, we have a podcast, guys. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring... bring uh, Bring up a topic here first. It is uh, has to deal with what we talked about in episode three, which you guys haven't heard yet because Clayton did not get me the Bro, audio. I, I was gone for a week. He I'm sorry. He I was went gone for a week. out to sea on my little boat. We had technical difficulties uh, getting getting the audio transferred to my computer. I was to send it. And then he left, and uh, we just couldn't get it up this week. So we're doubling up this weekend, basically. And uh, But I did talk to one of my buddies, and... You know, I was talking to him about uh, basically at the end of episode three, we talked about uh, divorce and how typically – everybody heard my stance. I, t- I think that typically women get a lot more in a divorce. Uh, but my buddy's situation was completely different. Um, his parents got a divorce. His dad was kind of uh, definitely the problem in, in the marriage and definitely the problem in the divorce – and uh, in the end, while his mom did get uh, his younger brother in custody, you did, say that did, like it's a property, bro. <laughs> Sorry. He did. He, he got him in the divorce. <laughs> He's yours now. He did. She did get custody of his little brother, but that sounds a lot better, right? That sounds but, a lot. Better. But job. she ended up having to pay all the divorce fees, all his lawyer fees, like all kinds of shit. He Even did, though he was the problem, right? I'd be mad. Bro. Yeah. So he ended up getting a lot more out of the. Well, did she represent she got herself? The, she got the kid. Uh, I actually don't know. That's, That's a question. big factor. Yeah, I don't know. It's a um, huge factor. Who knows, man? But yeah, so that so you know, like my stance hasn't changed completely. Definitely not. Uh, but I'm always op- open to admit when I'm you know when I'm wrong and when uh, other circumstances are there that I haven't heard yet. So that was cool to hear. Uh, appreciate it for. My buddy sending me or, you know, talking to me about that. Um, to caveat off of that, like I said in the last episode, I want everybody to comment. You, I mean, you might have seen this on an Instagram post or on a Facebook post or on Clayton's Snapchat. He posts his on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> feel free to comment on those posts. Uh, if not, we're going to I'm going to start linking the email so that you guys can email uh, in questions if you want. Um, Hopefully, eventually, we have listeners that we don't actually know, so that'll be cool. 
Uh, but please comment on the episodes. Give us questions. If you heard something in the last episode that you want to hear more of, uh, send it in to us and you know we'll try to talk to Dude, you. Dude, I have people on my boat. I have no idea who they are. And they're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. Really? So for the people out there who uh, I have no idea who you are, I'm sorry. Good to meet you. Thanks for listening. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So that's the goal. That's the goal, right? Get people to you know listen to us that don't even know more, us and yeah. hear our perspectives on things. Um, so who's going first? I think you should what? go first. In the, you want me to? Okay. What, I'll what, what, what? I got this. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got a, I got a little joke here. Uh, I wanted Clayton to hear and uh, I'll jump right into it. So this, look, is, this is bad. I'm going to tell you. Oh, uh, it's not too bad. Okay. <laughs> so it's a little Johnny's first day of school, right? Oh, God. His dad, his dad is going to take him into school. <clears throat> Johnny's kind of a troublemaker. And, uh, in, in fact, Johnny, little Johnny has a gambling issue, gambling problem right now. Uh, and his dad's trying to work on that. So he takes him into class, walks up to the new teacher. It's a new school, walks up to the new teacher and says, hey, um, this is my son, Johnny. You know, he's, he's kind of a troublemaker and he's got a gambling problem. We're trying to fix the gambling problem. So if he tries to do any gambling, okay, you let me know. I'll be back at the end of the day. You let me know. And uh, that way we can correct it. So... First, first five minutes of class, uh, little Johnny, little Johnny, uh, he's sitting there talking and she's like, she's like, little Johnny, shut up. And he goes, teacher, I, teacher, I got a, I got a question for you. And she's like, what Johnny? And he goes, it's actually not really a question, but I, I bet you that you have a birthmark on your butt. And she's like, I do Johnny. That is not appropriate. I need to see you out in the hall. So she brings him out into the hall and, and she goes, uh, she's like, well, you're, you owe me 10 bucks. That was the bet, right? He's like, yeah. He, she's like, you owe me 10 bucks. And he's like, how? And she turns around and shows him her butt. No. Well, little Johnny, he's like, ah, oh, dang teacher, you got me. Hot torn. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> and he hands out, he forks over the $10. At the end of the day, Johnny's dad comes to pick him up and the teacher, you know, she's like, yeah, today Johnny was, you know, he's kind of a little rascal, but he did bet me $10. Here's the $10 I took from your son. Uh, he bet me that I had a birthmark on my ass and I proved him wrong. And he goes, damn that little shit. He bet me a hundred dollars this morning that he'd see your ass by the end of the day. <laughs> How do you? How old is Johnny? <laughs> He's like a fourth grader. This kid's out here balling, bro. Oh, right. Getting the most. And the dad's worse, bro. <laughs> the dad dad's like, oh, go for it, son. <laughs> the dad's in on it, bro. So you need to learn about denial. Parenting 101 by Lil Johnny's dad. He's <laughs> winning the award, bro. Best dad of the year. Absolutely. That's freaking awesome. Um,. I got a question for you. Uh, it's kind of a would you rather, would you rather, rather, with the with Today we're talking like children. Goodness, Space Jams <laughs> came out. I'm with FUD over here. Yeah. Uh, would you rather fight you a wabbit? bear or fight a shark in the water? But what about a bunny wabbit? A bunny wabbit? <laughs> so would I rather fight? Well, it depends. Is it Lola Bunny? Because <laughs> yeah. I'll fight her. That's a kid's movie. Get your mind out of the gutter. They changed her, okay? It's okay oh, now. Okay. It's okay to sexualize her because she's been changed. Wait, what? 
I'm kidding. <laughs> Ignore the last statement. <laughs> so what I the question was it was would I rather fight a bear or a shark? Uh, in the water, but the shark has to be in the Sharks water. So the you're water. in the water too. Bears not in the water. Right? Bears, well, no, bears not in the water. You're in oh. their natural habitat. <laughs> Thank you for making that clear. God damn. Would I rather fight a bear or a shark? But the shark is on land. Okay. So I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the shark's in the water. Here's here's my thought process, okay? Okay. If I'm in the water with the shark, I still have to swim. So if the shark pulls me under, I mean, I'm dead regardless. But the thing is, shark typically just bites and then, you know, you punch it on the nose. Maybe it bites you again. But either way, if you die, like, it's probably pretty painful at first, but then you drown and you're dead. If you fucking fight a bear, you're getting mauled. For like ten minutes, I've seen the Dude, revenant. I've know, seen the revenant. Bro, I was watching. I was watching a TikTok video the other day, and I fact checked it. Okay, so I promise you, it's real. It wasn't Wikipedia. Uh, do you know how sharks eat their prey? How? Alive. Ass first. Ass first. Yeah. Sharks eat ass. No, are, did I say breaking sharks? news? I meant bears. Oh, bears. Shit. Yeah, bears alive. Bears ass first. Eat ass. Real, real. They go to town on that booty. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to die by getting my ass ate. I thought you were bringing up the would you like you're not eating ass. Okay. Anyway, you're not gonna die to a bear because you don't want your ass eaten. <laughs> and now we're clear on that. <laughs> and you're fighting them, right? So it's yeah. not like you're getting attacked. You're, no, you're you're losing. You're not fighting a bear. This how big is this? But bear? that's the, exactly. You're not fighting a bear. Are we how many like movies? A seven foot bear. That's like probably four or five hundred pounds. Like, like a black. Bear. That's like, I mean, it's a set, like a pretty small bear. Or are we talking like a normal, like not normal, but a big ass bear? It's, 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 it doesn't, it's a bear, bro. Yeah. Either way, I think you're getting fucked. My question is, how many movies have you seen of shark survivors? And how many movies have you seen from bear survivors? And Winnie the Pooh doesn't count. Not very many. There's not a lot. Yeah. You're dying. I'm not, yeah, okay. I'm not fighting a bear. I'm not fighting a bear either. I just Unless you're like cage fighting because apparently well, people survive. And plus they tell you like punch the bear on the nose, but nobody fucking tells you. They punch, also, yes they not do. not the bear, the shark. They, I was punch the say, shark they definitely. The they don't tell you to punch the to punch the bear on the nose. They tell you to drop him, play dead and hope to God you don't die. I've seen But the you Revenant. have to fight him. You're not. I've, yeah, I've seen the Revenant. That motherfucker plays dead and then he gets mauled for like five minutes and then he gets up and tries to shoot the bear because he's pissed off and then he gets mauled again. I'm not fighting a yeah, bear. Yeah, but you can't. However, if you do shoot a shark, do you know the shark will swim away, turn around, and come back? Really? Yeah. Uh, there was a, a, a guy that I talked to, and his last ship, they did a swim call. Never got to do one. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do one Wednesday, but they canceled it five minutes before. Typical. Anyways, um, they were doing a swim call, and a shark came towards them, and he like called shark, shark, shark attack, and to get everybody out of the water. Well, he shot the shark. The shark shark just turned around, turned back around, and went back at him. Because the shark, or the the gun, the, the watch dude with the gun and everything, yeah. his job is not to kill the shark. His job is to kill you if you get attacked by the shark. Oh. Because you're not stopping once, like, no. you're not. So. Yeah. Unless you can hit it beforehand. They also tell you not to swim away. Because then it's like a prey kind of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, don't try to run from a bear. Dude, run downhill. Well, it depends. Are you with your buddy? Because if so, I mean, I'm outrunning you. (laughs) 
Bro, I'm playing dirty, bro. You're hitting the floor. <laughs> You're tripping me. You're hitting the floor. <laughs> the second I see that bear, I'm not telling you. I'm punching you as hard as I fucking can in the face, and then I'm running. Sorry, bro. I'm going to try to make friends with bears. I know you're going to try to run fast with me. So I know that you don't give a fuck <laughs> at that point. I'm letting you die. And then I'll do like a funeral bear themed for you. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, shit. All right. We're going to. You know what? I got one more question. Oh, no. I've been wanting to talk about this for a couple weeks. What do you think about the Fast and Furious movies? Why would you bring this up? Because I keep wanting to talk about this. And- <sighs> So I've only it's seen a few of them, and the the Dawn memes of family have destroyed it. Oh, that's pretty funny, though. They're hilarious, they're yeah. But now I can't take the movie seriously. I, and I the second they go to space, bro. Is that really what happens? I don't know, but that's what everybody says. Yeah, God. Everyone. Just They go to space, bro. I'm not, not about that. They should have stopped after like five or six. I love the Transformers and the Avengers uh, Fast and Furious memes. Like, oh, the next event, the next Fast and Furious is going to be them versus the Avengers. <laughs> and and Don, Don's just going to be like, I have my family. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to lose. Yeah, of course. So I can't, I've seen a couple of them. I haven't seen all of them. I think I'd like to watch all of them. But I was not a big car guy growing up. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I loved the first, like the first three, which includes uh, the first two Fast and Furious movies and also Tokyo Drift. I fucking loved those first, those first three. Number four is pretty good too. Number five, I watched, I think I finished five, but then after that I was like, I don't think I'll ever watch six or seven. I think I have... I have the whole set that includes number seven in it as well. And I haven't even watched six or seven. You didn't even know that there were seven when you showed I actually thought it was just six. I was like, oh, shit. I know that people can't see this, but what the fuck is that? Uh, It's a turkey. That's a turkey? Yeah, it's a shitty looking turkey. Oh, (laughs) so. (laughs) I'm not going to comment on Uh, this. There was a lid to the bottle and. It was a turkey, but I was looking at it sideways. Little like a little wooden top, and I just couldn't. See. He didn't realize that it was a turkey on the top of the wild turkey. That would bourbon. make logical sense anyway. as well. So, all right, um, uh, I'll bust into the military topic first. Sure, go for it. What is one Skip thing that you would change about the military? Um, dude. I would say I wish they were more honest about what it was going to be like when you joined. I think that's a huge problem. And I will say the Navy's trying really hard to mitigate it cuz like they're uh not making quotas as drastic anymore. Yeah. But I think like with quotas it makes it easy for recruiters to be like, "Oh, might as well go to Disneyland. It's the same fucking yeah, thing." Yeah. Like and we know like we, yeah. like literally anytime I talk to people, they're like, oh, your recruiter's going to lie to you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. And it's sad that you go in knowing. I, yeah, I actually agree with that. Um, they do make it sound like it's really great. Oh, you get 30 days of paid leave a year. You get, you know, this pretty good base paycheck. Uh, you get free health care and free housing. Well, first of all, the first three years that you're in the military is if you're in the Air Force, in the Navy, I know y'all are in 
dorms. For I love longer. it so much in the but you're, in the first three love years you're in dorms anyway, so that shit's bullshit anyway. It's I've never been in a dorm. Yeah, well, you were married, so you were one of the the uh, you know. Yeah, real lucky. Chosen, <laughs> chosen. I was, I was I changed it last second. Um, I was gonna change one thing about the military. I would make it easier to get out. I would make not just to get out, but also to get in. What do you mean get out? Like why? If you have real reasons to get out, like what? Uh, mental health issues. Um, oh, I would. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get productivity, real productivity, out of somebody who just fucking hates it here and ends up having mental health issues because of it. Even if they don't have real you know, mental health issues. They never go to mental health. They never talk to anybody about it. They, they deal with it themselves, but they, they hate the air force or the military in general, and they don't want to be here. And there's better things they can do with their life. I think you let that, you let that person walk and you take the next person who wants to get in, who maybe has one thing that disqualified them. Well, I also feel like a lot of people are like terrified to go to medical if they do have mental health issues, because yeah. they feel like they're going to end up getting kicked out. Oh, for I would. And that's what they like. They don't, want to get separated yeah. for that because then like you can lose a lot of benefits even Not if you don't have mental health issues i mean i i fucking hate it here i, I, have, I hate I going to medical I'm i like, definitely don't think i have mental health issues but um nobody's getting the real productivity out of me there's no way i hate it here there's no incentive i get paid just as much as the guy who tries hard and there's literally no reason no incentive for me to try hard especially once i realized that it, that i hated it here uh, other than to what look good, I was literally thinking the other day. I'm like the most qualified E3 in my yeah, boat. for sure. But I'm an E3. Yeah, and I'm getting paid to do yeah way higher jobs, and now I'm stuck in the Navy for a year, getting paid to do, getting paid as an E3, doing higher rank jobs. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean. I, and when I realized that I'm going to get paid the same, that's when I stopped trying. Because I was like, I get paid the exact same as the dude who tries really hard, and I don't have to do as much. Or I... I can't not try, though. Yeah. I, I, it'll bug the crap out of me. And my chief is trying to put in a map package for me, which is like the only way you could advance without having to... Well, one of the only ways you can advance without having to take the exam. Gotcha. And it really is... They say, choose your rate, choose your fate. Which is... I think I talked about that yeah. in one of the episodes before. Yeah. It's a freaking true thing. Because I know people who their rate 100% get advanced. Yeah. 7% for me. Oh, yeah, one out of 380. Crazy. So like I do get well, it. Well, and, right. and the thing is with your job, you can get out and do so much so much more, so much better. I don't want to be an electrician. I'm just saying you could. <laughs> if I wanted to, theory. yeah. That's, I wanted to. Well, that's the main thing. For me, I would make it easier to get out and easier to get in. There are plenty of people who would absolutely kill to be where I'm at right now. So you, I don't want to be here. One of my best friends, he has like a, uh, I don't know what to call it. He was born with one leg that was smaller than the other. Oh, I know what you're talking about. But he always played football. He played baseball. He never had a problem. He never had a problem. Never once. He never once did he let it. He does a very physically demanding job. He's always been in construction his whole life. Um, Smartest fucking dude I know. And he can't get in the military because he was born with a smaller leg. But do you think that that really should disqualify him from being in the military, especially in the Air Force, where chances are we're not going to be see a combat scenario where we have to drag a buddy so, out? So I mean this in the nicest way. The very nicest ways. I get you. Ways. Let's hear it. Wouldn't they have to issue him two different 
boots. Yeah, yeah. He so, he does he does have to have a, a shoe custom made, for sure. I feel like the military wouldn't do that. Maybe they wouldn't, but I guess if he like was like I'll do. Yeah, myself. I mean he'd probably be willing to pay for it out of pocket. He's been doing it his whole life. It's not that it's Damn, that's the thing. He doesn't consider it a big deal. Yeah, no. At least as far as I know. I mean, if he's never let him stop. He's never let shit, it stop like, him from doing what he wanted to do. Did you know that if one of, just <laughs> one, if one of your testicles is smaller than the other one, you can't go in the military? That's crazy. Like it can't. They they won't even like test to see if you're like. Is fertile the right word for dudes? Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. They would test to see if you're fertile. No. If it looks smaller. That's crazy. Out. Yeah. So they're really strict on letting people in. Um, and you know, I think, especially in the Air Force, where we're like I said, we're probably not going to see combat. We might get deployed. There's a lot of things that we could do. You know that would. Uh, that, that obviously benefit wars. I wanted to go exposition, but enlisted. but uh, but chances are we're not going to be in a combat scenario where we are literally getting shot at and have to drag a buddy out. Ch- chances are, like there's a small percentage that does do that, and especially the spec ops guys. But you know, my buddy could definitely join and be way more productive and a way better, smarter worker than the rest of us, and he would he kill can. to do that. I'm glad he doesn't because you know he's got a really good paying job and he, yeah. he you know. Gets to do he he gets freedom. Isn't doesn't saving Private Ryan isn't the whole isn't there a photographer that they take and he becomes like one of them? Oh yeah, I mean there's combat cameras. Or no, he was a map dude, wasn't he? Um, Some shit like that. I don't know. And I know, uh, I Tom Hanks was like, "You come with me." Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was the it was the map guy. It was the map guy. I yeah, mean, same shit. But uh, there, I mean, there's a photographer in full metal jacket that everybody talks. Dude, about. I I I tried to watch that movie for I've the first time. Eight months ago. Lord, kid. Think about that. What are you doing, bro? Not a good idea. So, yeah. didn't watch it. What are you doing, bro? Yeah, fair point. Um, what's, what's your next question? Um, curious. Let's transition. What was the last question? <laughs> it was one thing you would change in the military. Oh, um, shoot, for military. Uh, what is your, sh- what is your uh, unit or command yep, yep. do... For morale, like, like, do they do like events or stuff? Yeah. Like, so my, my, uh, my office specifically, once a month on the first Friday of the month, we do. They call it First Friday. We this past fr- this past one was my first one because they started doing it while I was deployed. Uh, so they do. Uh, basically, we meet up and you know have a meal and do whatever we. Like this time we fucking went went to the beach on base and ate we all ate together and then we played sand volleyball and chilled out. People that wanted to chill could chill. People that wanted to get in the water could swim. Whatever. It was pretty cool. It was actually a good time and I uh you know uh most of the people ended up drinking, which was cool, like during work hours, which is nice. Hmm. Um, that's once a month. Most of the time in my experience, morale events are like Let's throw a pizza party. Like That's I, we know that things are shitty, but pizza <laughs> party. And, and I think I would rather like not always. This first Friday thing's cool because I'm actually really cool with most of the people I work with. But in most scenarios, I would rather just leave early. I would rather leave every Friday an hour early than have one pizza party once a month. Yeah. Next. Two and a half, three hours long, where I have to sit there with people. Mandatory. Fun, so the like, reason why I ask this is there's this girl in my shop. If she listens to this, she knows who she is. 
Uh, I love her. She's great. But she's super happy. Yeah. And she is like, I want to do like a divisional event. <laughs> and she went to like a couple people and even like our like chain of command, like our, our bosses and stuff. And they were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yeah. In the Air Force, they will 100%. If you're like, yeah, I want to throw a morale event. I mean, as long as it's feasible, it's not going to cost a shit ton of money. And it's not going to completely detract from the mission. They'll let, they'll let it happen. Our chiefs, like the chiefs that we had, were like, yeah, that'd be cool. But like, like right below them, there are our boss, like E5s and E6s. Some of them were like, yeah, I'm not going to that. Like, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going. A lot of and people like, are going to say the same she shit. She asked me and I'm like, if this and this person don't go, I'll go. And that's kind of how it is with the whole ship yeah. is like, well, if this person doesn't go, I'll go. Yeah. Well, but then that person is like, well, if this person goes, I'll go. And it becomes this huge staggered event where everyone's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But, uh, and we haven't been doing like create like events lately, like MWR with COVID kind of like closed up. And like with the command with COVID, it was difficult. And even before that, the last uh, chain of command that we had um, didn't really do much of it. I will tell you, though, this commanding officer that we have now, absolutely phenomenal. I was saying he tried to do a swim call and we got it canceled five minutes prior. Yeah. My thing is he tried. And I know a lot yeah. of people aren't going to really think about that. They're going to be mad that they canceled swim call five minutes prior. But, like, this dude, like, went the mile to like try to get us a swim call. He like pushed it to the admirals like, oh, we're doing it so we can get training because it is like, you got to get the boats out. You got to like yeah. teach them how to do all this stuff. And it is training, but at the same time, like everybody knows it's, you want to do it to boost morale. I think that's a cool thing that, you know, we're not going to ever experience in the air force. Uh, and my dad talked about that about his time in the Navy where, yeah, you jump off the top deck and shit. Yeah, dude. On the carriers. Yeah. They cool. said that next time we go out, they're going to, yeah. They're gonna I do hope it. so, man. I hope, so, that, I hope that works out for you. He's like, we're going to do it at one point. I guarantee you. Yeah. He's he's super, like, he's amazing. I can't tell you. And he'll like made, he'll come up to you and he'll joke around. My favorite thing about him is he's very adamant about like coming down to the sailors. Like he'll come to our mess decks yeah. and like come eat with us. Like he does not that's care. Cool. Yeah. And that's, that's not normally something that you see from a commanding officer. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I'd say like in my unit... I mean, again, I get along with pretty much everybody, and I don't have too many problems. Uh, but we have we have PT every Wednesday as a group, we which don't. just as a shop, which is only there's only like 15 of us max. Um, so it's really just like group. It's not it's not like a big deal. Uh, but that's supposed to be like fun, and it always ends up being a little little bit fun. But it, at the same time, like we have one NCO who runs it every time, and his mission is to absolutely kill us and so it actually just ruins our motivation so are your morale events mandatory typically no typically no okay sometimes they'll they'll call it mandatory fun and you'll have to go which i think is the stupidest thing ever if people somebody doesn't want to be there it's just like the military if somebody doesn't want to be there who fucking cares let them not be there it's not that big of a deal yeah. it's not that deep you know i will so. tell you i have gotten some liberty chits which basically like lets me off for 24 hours for 48 hours or 72 hours, depending on, or 96 hours, nice. depending on how high they go with the chain of command. Uh, I won a tug of war nice. and got a 48 hours. Uh, I will say, dude, my belt broke. 
Mm. And I had attached it to my belt loops. Oh, nice. Bare ass. <laughs> whole, the whole division, dude. <laughs> and I specifically remember my friend being like, uh, he, he was talking to me and he's like, yeah, this lady brought her kid. And she was like, I thought this was supposed to be a family event. <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot believe my whole pasty white ass <laughs> just... Now the whole command. Now the whole oh, division knows. I have no shame. Man. Oh so, shit! It's funny. It happened like a year ago. Yeah, I'm all right with it. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> what you say? So that's all right. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> hey, a morale event isn't fun if you don't show a little ass. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas party, not a good time if there's not a little ass. Yeah, dude, I like football. I like got into like a, a lineman position, like three point stance, and I just went for it, dude. And there were like two people behind me, and I was holding on to it through my belt loops, and it just, it just, it just went. But it, I held on to that rope. We yeah. won. Love it. There were people who were like brand cleats, dude. They oh were like going all out. I was like, serious. I was like in my type three uniform. Other people were like in cleats, shorts, and like a sleeveless yeah. shirt, like ready to go. Some dudes but, in the military are like that. They gotta I, like they gotta like be ripped and like show off. Dude, I wasn't. Thing. I didn't even plan on doing the tug of war, and they like need an extra person. They're like, Davis, you're big. Let's go. And I'm yeah. like, shit, let's go. All right, hell yeah. And I got 48 hours. Lives. I haven't hey. even used it yet. That's cool. Um, we're doing like a hundred sit up a day thing in our office right now, and if like half, if even half the people That's in the gross. office do it. A hundred sit up. Oh, I guess sit up. It's not that bad. I was bad. thinking a hundred push ups. I'm like, it's not been that bad. I've actually been keeping up with it pretty easy. Some Pete Davidson. But basically, shit. like, if half the people, if if you do it, if you do the hundred sit ups a day for all thirty days, or July, 30, I don't know, thirty thirty first, whatever. This is um, great. Oh, see, Clayton loves the whiskey. Uh, if if you if like it's one person, like if I individually do it, I get half a day off, and if I if Everybody, or if half the people in the office do it, I get a full day off, which about half the people are doing it and keeping up with it. So, you know, we're hoping and praying. But anyway, all right. Yeah. I'm going to transition to the next subject. If you're not looking to get all deep, you can feel free to exit it's now. But we, we're going to get deep for pretty much the rest of the you time want, in here. This is little, shit that we've been wanting to address. A little happy question in here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Right. Uh, One more happy question. Uh, do you, well, it's, it's about men. But it's like kind of like a, a breathe into. What do you got? What do you got? Do you think you can be happy all the time? See, I think that's pretty deep already. Just wait. I you, you say your piece. And I don't think that anybody it. is going to be happy all the time. I think everybody's going to have ups and downs, and I think a, and a huge portion of life is learning how to deal with your emotions and how to cope with them and stuff. So. In theory, you know, if you get really good at it, you could be happy all the time because you figure out your emotions, you figure out how to deal with things, and so things don't bother you as much. But in the end, you're still going to face adversity. Yeah. You're, there's no moment, there's no person in the world that every single day they just go through without having a sing, without having a single moment of non-happiness. You know what I mean? So they may deal with it better than others, but they're still at some point they're gonna face it. I hundred percent believe it's impossible to be happy all the time. Yeah. The reason why I say this is a little bit of a, like a, a little warm, happy kind of statement is um the story that goes behind it. There was a girl I went to high school with. Anybody who I went to high school with is gonna know exactly who this person is. I've ne I never saw her frown in my entire life. I never saw her straight face in my entire life. Yeah. Full smile, 24-7, dude. And it creeped me the fuck out. 
I could not deal with it. It was creepy as shit. It was like the Cheshire cat all the yep. fucking time. And she cried one time in English class. And I swear to God, I thought the world was ending. Yeah. Like I was like ready to go home, pack, dig a tunnel and just live there. Yeah. I do not understand how people, and it's like, I meet people like that all the time who are like all the time smiling. And I like, yeah. deep down you I think, like hate your life. I was going to say, I think typically, I mean, I, I, I actually am pretty good at coping with my emotions. And so like, I am typically in a good mood. Uh, but like, did you ever see Robin Williams not smiling? You know what's funny he's about the, that? He's literally the biggest example of that in modern history. Like, the dude, is, the dude, never wasn't smiling, never wasn't cracking jokes. I mean, Goodwill Hunting, maybe. I serious. Uh, but other than that, like, love that. First of all, like, I think it's interesting because on my way home today, I was listening to like yeah. emotional moments from Robin Williams. Dude, that dude is. Amazing. Um, and like he has understood how to talk about emotion in a way that is oh, yeah. not, not not like comical, yes, but at the same time, like not offensive. Yeah. And I will tell you, he's probably my idol because he has realized that even though he's had a shitty fucking life, he realizes that he can make other people's lives better. Yeah. And that to me is like the greatest thing in the world. Absolutely. Love Robin Williams. Yeah, I'll get a tattoo of his face. I don't think line, anybody though. can be one hundred percent happy all the time, even if they're showing it. Uh, again, everybody's going to face adversity at some point. And everybody's going to have to figure out how to deal with their emotions. But I don't think there's. I'm sure there's some people out there. Like I'm sure there's someone who like was raised in a great household and Maybe. like never had a problem and like they were spoiled up the ass. But I, think, I wouldn't want to hang out with a I person that's happy. Even all the time. if you meet somebody like that. They're at some point going to meet somebody who is not happy all the time. And then that, it's going to bring And, and that person is going to be salty that that person's happy all the I'm time. I'm sure there's somebody, so There's going to be somebody who's happy. Maybe if there is a person that's happy all the time, they meet a person who isn't happy all the time, even if they're not All unhappy, they got to do is cut them off. And that person's going to say one thing that... All they got to do is cut them off. Maybe. Like, I don't understand how you're like that. My life's great. Yeah. Which is like a dick thing to do. Yeah. But like... I feel like there's some asshole out there who's like happy his entire life and doesn't care about. He's got to be an asshole. Just the fact that you said he's an asshole just lets me know exactly what I was trying to say. Like, at some point, somebody's gonna be bitter about the fact that somebody else is happy all the time. Oh yeah, he's got to be a dick, dude. He's got to be a dick to not care about other people's feelings because you can't care about other people's feelings and at one point and, yeah. never be sad. Yeah. Like, you have to be like, fuck you and your emotions. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I love my life. I'm spoiled. I have all this yeah. money. And that's how your life's got to be. Like, yeah. certain uh, – I'm trying to think of a way to explain it without actually giving his name. Uh, certain famous dude's child – or children um, whose last name – Ends with a P, and he was very famous for a long time, and then he got kicked, almost kicked out of a certain position over. No, not getting it. What are you talking about, bro? God damn. Say the fucking word. I can't. I'm in the military. I can't say this kind of stuff. Think about that. That's a hint. All right. I don't get it, but. God damn it. You know what? We're going to transition to the next section. Yeah, that's probably good. We're going to get extremely deep. Now that we have talked about happiness and the fact that it is not achievable. All right. Now let's talk about the sad crap. <laughs> All right. My question for you. Why do you think the suicide rate is so high in the military? It's lonely, man. It is. It's super lonely. 
And like the second you feel like you care for somebody, the military Gone. either rips them away or they fuck you over. Gone. Yeah. 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 I would, and like again, back to the whole medical thing is I feel like a lot of people are scared, yeah, to go ask for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that. when they like tell you, when you're like boot camp and stuff, they're like, oh, if you tell anyone you've had any suicidal thoughts, you're gone. Yeah, Navy doesn't give a crap. You're just to in 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 the A school mindset. I don't necessarily believe it's true because I know people who have had. Uh, issues and they went to medical and they are going to therapy and they're they're figuring out and they're staying in the military but like when you first join the military they drew, like not military member or not um like your chain of command or anything but people in general drill it into your mind that if you say something you're gone yeah yeah like they don't care about I mean, you they're just using you as a, as yep. a body yeah i agree with that um, i i think that's why I, I guess. I, I mean, obviously, the lonely thing is a, is probably the biggest the biggest reason, right? You get to your base, even if you're you know not that far from home, you might be like a thousand miles from home. That's a good 13, 14 hour drive, whatever. It's not that terrible, but if you're not allowed to leave to go outside an eighteen or twelve hour range, you're still not going to see your family. And this is the thing that with the recruiting thing that you were talking about. They say you get 30 days of paid leave, which sounds really good if you're, you're, if you're in the civilian world, right? But let me ask you guys a question if you're in the civilian world. How often do you see your family? You're, if, unless you chose to not be near your family, you probably see them all the time. And even if you don't see them all the time, you can still take vacations. They can take vacations to see you, which realistically a military, or a military member's family can come and see them. But... It doesn't happen. That Not everybody's family member has well, three grand to come yeah, yeah. either. And especially if you're in a foreign country, which a lot of us are, your family's not going to come see yeah. you. It's just not that feasible. So 30 or days safe. thirty days is nothing. Thirty. Like, think about this. Two weeks every six months. That's if you take it every six months, which a lot of people, you know. Yeah, I'm about to take a month people, of leave. People I'm, deploy, people whatever. But at two weeks every six months is not that much time. And also consider this. 30 days, that's also the only downtime you have in the yeah. military. I'm about other to than holidays, which, you know, we, we get some good holidays off. But yeah. other than holidays, I get 30 days off a month. So while I'm going home to see my family, I also want to chill. But I got, I got family to see. My parents are divorced, so I got to see both of them. I have friends I want to see. And every time I go home, I am stressed out about who I'm spending time with and how much time I'm doing dividing yeah. to each person right? well like i'm taking 30 i'm trying to take 30 days of leave next month i'm yeah. not going home yeah i just want that like r and r yeah yeah that off time yeah off time and i like you know i'm not i'm not close to my family at all yeah but i think the loneliest part about being in the military especially in the navy is when you go out to sea i love going out to sea it's beautiful Especially at night, like looking up at the stars, greatest thing you'll ever see in your entire life. Like oh, you, have, you have no idea. It's crazy. With everything dark, dude, it's great. But going on that boat and mm. knowing that those people on that boat are only there because they it's their job. Yeah. It, I've never felt more lonely in my life at some points. Yeah. To be out in the middle of the ocean surrounded by like 600, 150, 800 people. Yeah. 
and knowing that nobody's like there really mentally yeah. for you yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. terrible yeah i, I think, think that's, that's even when you're not at sea when you're still let's say stationed in guam and you're on this fucking island you can have the best friends in the world but eventually they're gonna pcs deploy whatever and you're gonna realize like still there's still like a, a very limited amount of people that you feel close with you feel like you can trust and talk yeah. to about anything and the people that make you comfortable even if you don't if you, even if you don't feel like talking about your feelings you know what i mean so i would say that's a big like feeling lonely obviously is the biggest reason for suicide in the suicide rate in the military another big point for me is that it is so fucking hard to get out of the military so i have a really good i have a really good example of this okay I had a, uh, a tech sergeant that I worked with uh, when I got here to Guam. And he was, he's actually a really like, genius, smart, probably one of the smartest guys, I, one of the two smartest guys I know, and both of them I ended up working with at the same time. Craziness. The tech sergeant had all sorts of problems with our leadership. We had terrible leadership at the time, absolutely terrible leadership. And this tech sergeant had all sorts of problems because he wasn't going to, you know, fuck over his troops just because the leadership was terrible. He was going to stand up and be like, nah, that's fucking wrong. We're not doing that. That's stupid. All that shit. And eventually it got to the point where our terrible leadership was, you know, causing problems for him. So he was becoming openly subordinate, insubordinate to a major, which oh oh four, right? Yeah. Which is a big no-no in the military. If you say fuck you to a fucking officer, they're, they're going to literally figuratively ruin your life <laughs> so you can be wide open in the rear eventually he he was getting to the point where he had he was an alcoholic he had mm. mental health issues he was going to mental health once once or twice a week every single week he was telling them openly i want out of here this place is not for me uh i'm i'm i have depression my you know his wife was separate than, separate from him uh, which I, I can imagine causes a big stress on a person and on a relationship. Um, and he's telling them I want out and they're not letting him out. And when he finally got kicked out of the office, I don't know how long the problems were going on before I got there, but they were already pretty rough by the time I got here. Right. Yeah. Three months after I, three, four months after I got here, he got kicked out of our office and got sent to a different office to work there instead. It took a year after that before they finally kicked him out. Probably eight months after he got kicked out of her office, before he got kicked out of the military, eight months after he got kicked out of her office, they finally demoted him from an E6 to an E4. And he had been in for... He just made E6, he had, huh? He, no, he had, been in, he had been in for... They can do that in the Air Force? Yeah. They, they can, can't do that they in the can, Navy. They can remove your ranks if, if you're... They call it dereliction of duty. That's what they investigated him for was dereliction of, dereliction of duty as, an, as a non-commissioned officer. So a, okay. an E5 or above. And so basically Jeez, they got him for, for that, right? Saying that he wasn't doing his duties as an NCO. And he, so they booted him back to E4, which made him his high year tenure for anybody that doesn't know. High, yeah, high year tenure is like, you've been in the same rank for too long. And so they're like, well, you're not useful to us because you're a, you know, you're a 15 year senior airman, a 15 year E4, which is really bad because an E4 yeah. typically makes E5 within the first five years of their contract, right? So this guy got kicked out at 13, 14 years, whatever it was. Must be nice. And so he hit that higher tenure. So he actually got a severance package, thank God. 
But it took a year after he finally got out got out of her office before he finally got kicked out. Hold up, if you get and you're t- and what I'm saying is he already had mental health issues and alcoholism yeah, before that. So if you're if you're gambling that this person isn't gonna fucking off them like kill himself in a year time, a year and maybe even a year and a half. But I don't know. He was going to mental health before I got there. So if you're gonna tell me that this person just by going to mental health is magically fixed by seeing a, a, a military therapist, not even a real therapist. I don't know if I even classify military therapists as real therapists. You guys have to go to like a military grade? Military. Unless oh, you geez. specifically, yeah, unless you see every single person in there, I'm assuming you see every single person in there and then you request to go off base. So we can They're going to make you go to the military person. But the thing that I'm, a year, bro, a person could kill himself so fast within that time period. And that's my thing. That's why the suicide rate is so high is that it's so hard to get out that People don't feel like people feel trapped. They're lonely and they're trapped and they're having all sorts of problems and, and there's no way for them to get I feel out. like also people are scared that with adding on to that, I feel like a lot of people are scared, not only that they're gonna get kicked out, but I feel like they're gonna get scared that they're gonna essentially get punished for not being able like mentally to handle it. So like on my boat, right? If you have any form not suicide, if you have any any form of a mental problem that you're dealing with they'll take you off the gun holders list. Well, the non-gun holders list watches are ass. So like, I, I feel like a lot of people feel like you're being punished for seeking help. And I think, and I understand, like that's a hard thing to mitigate. Like, obviously if you're having a mental issue, it would make sense not to have you hold a gun. Yeah. Logically. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, the watches not being able to hold a gun are god awful dude i love gun watches i don't understand yeah i hate not being able to hold a gun and just stand there that's that's my whole point though it's not about in the military it's not about fixing your mental health issue it's hey we have all these other we need to fix this we need to body we need to fix this body and we need to keep them in and retain them because we've spent all this money training them and spent all this time on them i don't give a fuck how much money money you've spent training a person there's another person out on the outside waiting to get in that can't and a person that's in, on the inside is you know having real serious problems that could yeah. end could seriously cost them their life so it's a it's a hard and i understand like there's probably a lot we don't see there's a probably a i don't lot. understand it i go fuck. but that's why yeah i don't understand it either but like I will say I do think that there should be a timeline. I feel like there should be like, yo, if they've been to mental health uh, like therapy for like four months. Yeah, three, four months. Or something, and it's still not. That's still really long. But during that period, you you know, you could keep them under some sort Or like of- gauge them, right? If they're like, say you, yeah, like middle school type shit. If you were at a depression level at like a nine, make it like yeah, yeah, a yeah. month. If you are not seeing any, because if you're if you're saying you're at nine, bro, you're like on the suicide you know, brink, bro. But but let me tell you about that too. Let me give you a devil's advocate, right? Okay. Some people deal with their emotions a lot differently than other people. Somebody that's tough about their emotions and it's hard to open up, you know, what isn't I, gonna say they're a nine. Can we, they're never one time gonna suggest that they're at that level because they might not even want to want to admit it to themselves. But they're never gonna tell somebody else that they're at that point. And they might not be until they fucking yeah. end it, you know? Um, 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to deal with the pain. Yeah. And like, I feel like it's hard for people to grasp at other people and I'm going to bring it up just okay. because like, that's perfect transition. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, my, my next question that I put on here is, uh, oh, what do you do when you're mentally in pain? What do I do? And, and I feel like that's Actually. a huge, it's a huge thing, especially for like military people is like, where do you, where do you say that this is the limit? Where do you, like, what do you do when you're like pissed off or like depressed? What, like, what do you do? What do I do specifically? Um, you know, honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at with dealing my, with my emotions. Uh, I, I would say like my typical thing would just be like, I'll just, I'll actually isolate myself, which is really ironic, which isn't healthy. It, it doesn't sound healthy, but I isolate myself, separate myself from other people, put in some music. Let my I let myself think about everything. I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna think these things out. Just take a break and for a moment. Yeah, yeah, I take yeah. a take a breather from everybody else. And it's not I, I don't isolate myself for days or weeks. I'm talking like I if I'm like let's say I'm having a rough day at work, even if it's only fucking ten minutes, I'll walk outside yeah. and just sit outside by myself for a while. I feel like there's a difference between isolate and take a break though. Like, take a break. To me, like isolate would be okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna say take a break. Isolate's a strong word. Yeah. Uh so yeah, yeah, I'll just you know, let myself go to my own place and like think things through. I mean, there was a couple of days earlier this month where I was like, su like super stressed out and I don't get stressed. Anybody that knows me knows that I, I do not get stressed about anything. I don't, I don't let, I don't internalize a lot of things, but I was stressed the fuck out. And I like for most of the week, I would drive down to the beach during my lunch break, probably take like 10, 15 minutes to drive down to the beach, sit there. And I would just listen to music while I'm like look, looking at the ocean, which sounds really odd, but it was peaceful. You know, it's like a good chance for me to think things out, Yeah. you know, figure out uh, solutions to things. And in my own mind, figure out, like wrestle with my emotions to the point like, okay, cool. Like I've got this figured out. I can do this about it. Uh, and if, even if it's not things that I can control, just like accepting them. Yeah. But then, you know, like, I don't know. I don't think everybody's as good at dealing with their emotions as me. I'm just, for the most part, like I deal with things pretty easily and I let myself, I actually let myself feel emotions. Yeah, I don't push time. them down. I don't push them down. I got a hard time for that. Uh, I break bottles. Really? I swear to God. Uh, when we were in Vallejo, uh, about like a little under a year, um, my friend was having a really, really, really rough time and she needed to just get away. And I was like thinking about it and like, so when I was really little, uh, my parents got divorced and I came home and my mom and I were having such a hard time with it. It was around Christmas time. And my mom like took me to the kitchen and she gave me a bucket of Christmas ornaments and was like, go to town. And her and I, I will tell you, that's like the most like deep, like euphoric experience that I've ever had, yeah. especially with like, like my mother. It was just us like letting go of absolutely everything and just like doing something that wasn't necessarily like deemed okay, but it was in a safe environment. Yeah. And so when my friend was having a hard time, I was like, I remember doing that. Now my mom would not condone me doing it with alcohol bottles because she doesn't like drinking alcohol. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when we were in Vallejo, 
in the barracks, we all drank a lot. Oh, of course. Naturally. Uh, yeah. Naturally. And we had like saved all of our bottles. So I had like hampers full Hell yeah. of just liquor bottles and, and like beer bottles. And I was like, come with me. So I took her to like, uh, I don't know if you know what K1 Speed is. It's like a go-kart yeah, yeah, track. Yeah, go-kart track. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, I took it. It was like an abandoned one. And I took her to the back, the loading dock. And I was like, here's your bucket of glass bottles. Go to the town. That sounds therapeutic. And so now like... Now, if I ever get like super depressed or, or I'm like super pissed off or I need just a fucking break, I'll go to like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I'll just break shit, dude. I love it. And then I'll just like clean it up and put it in a trash bag, take it home, throw it away. You know what? I think the biggest therapy thing that I've ever done for myself consistently, uh, and most of it's been since I joined the military, um, it's been I've, I found these places that. Uh, have a great view. Oh, agreed. And are straight cliffs. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I will cliffs. sit, I will sit and hang my feet, hang yeah. my legs off the end of a cliff, edge of a cliff, and I'll just sit there and listen to music or just like chill out. Yeah. Like here, I have a place where I can like watch the ocean. Hundred cool. percent. I agree. Um, when I was in Oklahoma, I did that. It was like this cool place called the Gloss Mountains, and I would just sit out there and like watch the sunset, like at a cliff, which is really yeah. like. It, that doesn't I don't sound know why. You it know, doesn't sound ironically. Yeah. It, <laughs> when you tell a person, <laughs> if I'm really depressed, <laughs> I'd like to go to this cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound healthy, but for some reason, like just being able to sit there and like have a new perspective on things, in the most literal sense, is extremely therapeutic for me. At least for me. And I thought about. I actually thought about getting a tattoo of it. Um, of like a cliff. Yeah, I thought about getting. So like I have this diamond with like a beach view, Clayton, you can see it, but nobody else. But on my other arm, I thought about getting you can show for the diamond for when you. Uh, I thought about getting a diamond with like a cliff view with legs hanging off, and you see like you know kind of a river. And okay, whatever. that's actually, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I've seen. Yeah, it. I'll have to show you some some tattoos I've seen that are similar yeah. to that that are yeah. pretty cool. Um, we'll get video when we eventually. I'll help you. <laughs> Do you do? Yeah, dude. I, I'll try my best. We've been trying to to uh, get the YouTube, YouTube thing, thing up and running, but so eventually, y'all we'll, can watch us. We'll let you know. Look like idiots while we sit here and talk, dude. <laughs> we may not sound like idiots, but I'm sure we look like idiots. I'm glad you got this whiskey because when I go to the bar after this, I will be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't sound. It, you know, you wouldn't think that you're a lightweight, but I kind of think you're a lightweight. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You want to? You want to fucking? No, I do not want to I, I will challenge. So, all right. Um, let me come up with another question. Um, it's triggered, bro. It's a trigger. <laughs> You're drinking more. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like I'm I'm feeling a buzz. I'm not like over here like Tasmanian yeah. <laughs> double type of shit. So Do you have a question? Is that where you're I'm getting there. Are you coming up with a question? My mind's kinda of as we're on slow. the podcast or is it on the paper? No, it's coming up. Coming <laughs> up with it as we're on the podcast. Need the build up. <laughs> the build up. Just so you guys know. Suspense. I know they can hear it because the last podcast was terrible with the vibrations. <laughs> um, all right. What would you say is like the most important thing for you as far as um, life? 
dealing with your with your emotions, like figuring out your own mental. Like, health. what's the what's the thing for me that like really helps? Yeah, yeah. Why not? What's your what's your therapy? Which may sound dumb. My dog. Your dog. Like my dog has been with me through like a lot of crap, and like anytime I'm underway, like people in my shop make fun of me because he's the only picture I have yeah. on my locker. My dog is my life, and that's why I want to get out and and train dogs and and make service to animal. Well, not make. I'm like throwing them in a beaker, uh, but it, it's why I want to train I'm service going to dogs. Scientifically create perfect animal. <laughs> So but, that everybody may have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to clone Booney and then I'm just going to train him. Dude, up. you should clone Booney. That I, dog is fucking perfect. I think I will. If y'all honestly. didn't realize in episode three, Cloney was our special guest. Booney? Cloney? You said Cloney. Cloney. <laughs> the dog version. Of, it's the clone of George Clooney. <laughs> he's Cloney now. No. I'm never going um, Booney. He's fixed. Dude. So I will probably actually clone him because I'm Do really it. mad I fixed him. That motherfucker is so... But um, he he's probably the, he's the reason why I really want to train service dogs when I get yeah. because I I think it really is an important thing for people. Yeah. And I think it's a big deal with with stressors and I don't know. Yeah, something about it. You know, I already ta- I talked about like my when I'm alone coping mechanism, but I think the most important thing to keeping a positive state all the time, not when I'm in a negative state, but just keeping a positive state at a normal time yeah. is just being around people that I feel a hundred percent comfortable with because I'm, I'm a very like keep my circle small type of person. Yeah. And you know, I'll invite, I'll invite new people into the circle uh, and I'll hang out with new people and there's no problem with that. But on a regular basis, I'm probably going to hang out with the same two to three to four people every time. So hanging out with my circle regularly is a pretty, important thing for me having that human contact where you know even if it's just sitting around playing video game or playing playing video games or playing board games if it's in person or or whatever you know i think it's interesting because i feel like because mentally like for me i think that you'd be the other way around that for you it's like you think i'm more of like a introvert introverted and i feel like you would think that i'm extroverted but i need a break i think i'm on the intro introverted edge like of the extrovert spectrum yeah. and like, it's weird. I'm an extrovert for the most part but I'm on the introvert side in the fact that I'm not going to go up and talk to random people and uh, at some point I am going to want to be alone yeah but but for the most part I want to be around people you know but like for okay so for me right I you know I'll go up to anyone absolutely anyone in the world I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I'll just like hang out with people. I love doing it. Yeah. And I've told you I hate being alone. Uh, you're with the same you, – you're in a relationship for, for five years. That crap starts to be difficult to be alone. But I, at the same time, like I love hanging out with people. I'll get my fill and then I just need just a little bit, not like a lot. Yeah. But I need that, like, wind down. I can't just constantly. I know people that will, like, constant, constant, constant go out and hang out with people. I can't do that. Yeah. I need that little break period. And then I'm happy to jump straight back into yeah. talking to random people I've never met in my life. And then becoming great friends and filming podcasts with them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ironic. So. <laughs> I don't think that. It's pretty. 
planned statement. It's, it's pretty ironic, interesting. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really weird because I am – I will hang out with people. If it's if it's my tight circle, I'll hang out with people every – I'll do something every single night. I don't give a fuck. Uh, and I'll still feel that brush of, breath of fresh air when I come home. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, if it's the people that I feel comfortable around, it's already a – it feels like a breath of fresh yeah. air for me. You know what I mean? I've never had that. Yeah. Like I've had some people where I'm like, oh, this is really fun to hang out. But at the same time, I'm like, dude. Yeah. At one point, leave me alone. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, I feel you. Let um, me go hang out with my dog. Like, Let me get a good question for you. So this is the topic that I've been wanting to talk about. Uh, and it was the question that I was trying to come up with. This motherfucker rushed me. So uh, how do you feel about mental health as a guy? Like the stigma that men are supposed to be tough. Um People don't ask us about our emotions. People don't try to pry. Other men don't even try to, you know what I mean? Like it is a common thing that women are going to be open about their emotions and people are going to care about them. But men are the type that typically are going to be like, I'm good. You know, like I'm fine. I'm okay. No problem. And are internalizing a lot of things. Um, How do you feel about all that? I grew up in that. Um, my dad was very, put it this way. Dad. So when I got in trouble with my dad, I got in a fight with my brother. My dad handcuffed me to my brother and was like, deal with it. Um, my dad cut himself in the chest about a couple inches away from his heart. He did not cry. He did not make a scene. He just, honey, I need you to take me to the hospital type of guy. Damn. The very like rub some dirt on it type of shit. Um, so I will say like growing up has been not easy expressing emotions, especially like in a relationship. Like I will admit that was not a helpful part in my relationship. Yeah. Um, but it's not easy. And I think it's honestly, genuinely for me, I think it's easier for me to express my emotions to girls Mm -hmm. than it is for guys. Cause I feel like when you're hanging out with the dude, you're in that mindset. And I think that's the same yeah, thing with yeah. military tough, guys. Tough, yeah. All that shit. yeah. And I think be that's man, why whatever. it's harder for military guys with the suicide thing that you were yeah. asking because military guys are very like grunty, yeah. like men, men. Yeah. yeah. Quotation oh, you'll never meet shit. more people that are about being a manly man than in the yeah. military. And Even when the dudes are the nerdiest motherfucker. I have met so many nerdy motherfuckers who are like, <laughs> be a man. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, shut the fuck well, up. Well, and I think a, a bad thing is, like, I am that guy. I, like I, I am the person who will say stuff like that. And then I'll go home and be like, why did I say that? I think for the most part, like, and and you've joked with me a little bit about it, but I don't typically take it seriously. Like, I think for the I'm most glad. part, you're pretty, you're pretty in tune, in tune with emotions and you're pretty yeah. cool about like talking to people about real shit so but like cool. it's a hard thing for me because like i feel like people who don't like really know me aren't gonna catch that like i make jokes all the time and i will yeah, joke with you about everything but at the same time like when i say i will joke with that to people that i don't know and i remember in high school people didn't really talk to me that much it wasn't like a big thing because i wore the leather jacket i played football mm-hmm. i had a t- i had tattoos and in high school that was like Oh my God, I had a buzz cut. I'm like, don't talk to him. He's that guy. But um, 
And then like anybody who knows me and anyone who's talked to me, it's like, he's just a giant teddy bear. Yeah. He's like super friendly guy. Yeah. But like, I do, I have a problem with making those jokes because it's, it's a thing. And yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the complete opposite end of the, spe- end of the spectrum. Uh, you know, you talked about your dad, like, you know, and your family situation, like not being the type to where you're going to open up about your shit. I feel like my dad actually taught me really well to feel emotions and have emotions and be empathetic and be open about my emotions. And, uh, so I, I think that's turned me into a really empathetic person and I'll, you know, and I'm open about my emotions. I'll talk to them. I'll talk about my emotions with anybody. Um, I think it's changed a little bit since I've been in the military. I feel more secluded. So I feel like sometimes I feel like I want to do things myself and, uh, you know, and again, like I'm good at it, so I do pretty well, but I wouldn't advise for everybody to do it yourself. That's definitely not what I would suggest. Yeah. I don't ask for help. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think my situation is a little different just because of that, but I don't, I try not to take, not to make, like jokes about that about being manly or oh, whatever cork. oh you got the cork i got bit. the cork bit so he busted the cork when he opened the. it was a really soft breed. cork okay <laughs> really soft and i got every piece out yeah that cork was soft as except cork. for a teeny tiny piece of cork yeah so yeah but yeah. it's um, it's one of those things i think i you know i think mental health in a guy is super important and if anybody doesn't think about this very often males are like 75 percent of all suicides yeah that's that's the statistic i think that that's I found why I Googled guys it. don't guys don't talk about it nobody cares about guys they expect guys to be tough like all these things are very real and prevalent and um i you know like it's it's definitely important for everybody's emotions and i feel like that's also a really big downfall in relationships is, is a lot of females are like I want you to talk to me. I want to know how you're feeling. But guys are so scared and like in bad relationships, when you start a bad relationship, I'll say this, I'll say it's a bad relationship because I genuinely think that's how it is, is a guy will start just a little bit to open up. And then the girl, a lot of times will be like, oh, he's got a lot of problems. I'm done. You know, that's a good point. I think that's definitely a good point. But I also think, men are not used to talking about their emotions. Oh yeah. They're so not used to talking about their emotions that when they do, they get it wrong. Yeah. And especially in a relationship where their emotions are linked to their partner. So maybe they bring up something that's been causing them stress or causing them, you know, mental anguish, whatever. And that is directly related to their relationship with their partner. And the partner takes it as not a problem that the man is having, but it's like a personal attack. Yeah. And so women will, you know, get defensive, but it doesn't help the situation. It's not a, you know, if typically if a man brings up an issue, I would say, I don't know. I, and you know, I'm different from a lot of guys, so I don't really know, but I would think a lot of the time it's not necessarily a, an attack on women. It's a, Hey, this is something that I'm having, but again, yeah, but I don't, men don't deal with it yeah. right because they don't, they're not used to talking about their emotions. They're not used to that shit. And like so, men and women communicate very, very differently. They do. So like at the same time, you're a man, you're trying to communicate with a female that you're already having a hard time with doing. 
and you're also trying to communicate your emotions, which is also hard to yeah. do. So at the same time, you're trying to balance two things that are very, yeah. very difficult for you. Yeah. And a lot of times I can see why women are like, oh, well, they're just saying that because they don't like what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, it's not that. It's like, I don't know how to word it to make it sound nice because I'm not meaning it to be mean. Yeah. I'm just saying it because that's how I'm feeling. And you're going to be blunt about it. Girls are only going to be blunt when they're mad at you. <laughs> But I mean, there's some that don't, but yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's definitely a tough one. I think people should definitely think about that when they're in relationships is first of all, men should think about how they can better communicate things with their partner and how they can open up about their emotions and stuff like that. And women should think about the fact that men are different. And the fact is that men, most men don't want to talk about their emotions and they're not used to it. And they have to learn they have to learn to be comfortable with a person and learn to talk about their emotions which is something they've never probably never done before yeah most men not all men not all men definitely not all men but a lot of men are not doing that and the other thing is women are used to letting their feelings out all the time but men are not so it's just i will say in a relationship you're not gonna see you're gonna see that i care but you're not going to see my personal battles. You're not going to see my personal emotions. Yeah. Until I'm deep into a relationship. Yeah. Like you're going to, I'll definitely let you know I care. I'll definitely let you know, like, this is how I feel about you, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, there's going to be that emotional battle that you've been dealing with over a long time because dudes yep. can't even talk about it to begin with. Yeah. That at one point I'm going to be like, okay, I can trust you. This is what I've dealt with in my life. And it's a lot. Yeah. Like you're going to have to deal with a lot because guys like hold it in yeah. and it's going to be a bundle of shit just yeah. dropped on you like freaking Hiroshima. But um, it's fucking <laughs> Hiroshima. Come on, man. It's, it's, We're talking about emotions. I know. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's, it's really, that's, it's, that's the drastic concept. Yeah. Of how it's going to be. It's not going to be some small little thing. It's going to be damage. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. Yeah. It's something that women have to keep in mind. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Hiroshima. <laughs> I want to end things on a positive note. Hiroshima is going to be your topic for a positive note, dude? So here, at, here in Guam, Anderson Air Force Base is the motto right now has become the forward edge, like the leading edge of a knife. Like we're, we're the very, we're the frontmost uh, capability of projecting air power into the Pacific, blah, 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 whatever. So, so Hiroshima just kind of made me think of that. Like we're the forward edge. <laughs> Nothing like a happy note. <laughs> if that's not projecting air power, I don't know what it is. We went to the island where they stocked up on Hiroshima to drop that fucker. Damn. Yeah, last week. Where? Oh, shit. I can't Tidian. Ask you where. Oh, Tinian. You can because we're back. That's like, cool. Like, Tinian. Yeah. Wait, it's like right. It's like. It's two interesting because like over a quarter shit. of the island is missing because of like bombs and shit. Yeah, that's not shocking. War in the Pacific was crazy. Let me give you one last little thing. This is history. 
The Nazis were not as bad as the Japanese. Okay. I, I thought you were going to say no. as bad as you think. And I was like, no. oh. The Nazis were not as bad as the Japanese. The Japanese were absolutely fucking up the Pacific. I would, I would disagree, but you know. Dude. The Japanese were like in idiots, many but... countries. Think, Have you ever researched the Bataan Death March? <laughs> the Nazis like. Google the Bataan like... Death March. Also, the Japanese had. Uh, what the fuck did they call Invention them? of the Flamethrower was... I forget the what they fucking called them. But it was basically... It was women who they would take and... Like, their soldiers or like their military members warriors. would rape over and over and over. These women would be trapped in a room. They'd be prisoners. And they would rape them like 10 times a day. I, I went to a... I went to a random ass play one time. That's a fun and, note. And I didn't on. know that it was going to be. Yeah, it's not happy. <laughs> it's not happy, guys. Oh, but the is. Japanese were way fucking worse, I, at least in my opinion, than the holo- than like the, the the Holocaust was. Japanese are worse than the Holocaust. Let's. Dude, you you got to research the Japanese and what they did. They were they weren't going out there trying to kill Bro, the Jewish people. We got. They were going okay. out there trying to eradicate. Entire places, including including Guam, we're on Guam, and uh, and they were literally killing. I know they were enslaving when they were the here, people. When they were yeah. here, they were fucking things up. Yeah, they, they were, were also killing all the males. They were specifically killing the males because they wanted to end the bloodlines of the Guam people. Look, but they're good now. Well, yeah, because we fucked them up with Hiroshima. <laughs> on that depressing ass note. <laughs> We should probably end because we're at a minute or a minute, a minute and 13 seconds into the video. All right. Hour and 13 minutes. Uh, That's another episode of Branched Out. Thanks for, uh, thanks for (laughs) joining you guys. We really appreciate it. Again, please let us know your questions, comments, concerns. I mean, not concerns, but uh, things you want to bring up, topics you want us to talk more about. And uh, yeah. I'm going to be good as fuck. Have a Navy day. (laughs) (laughs) See you later.